Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we will study God's Word. My name is Randy Young. I am the uh, Transitions Lead Pastor at Peninsula Covenant Church, and I'm very glad to be here with you. Let me just declare that God is here, and He is not silent. Be open to His small, still voice. May He touch your mind and your heart and deep within your soul. This is the second week we are in the series on the Shema, and so we begin. Are you ready? Do you remember? <laughs> Let's have that slide. Shema Israel. No, this is me now, all right? You've got the brown part, all right? Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kabod. Mahuto le'olam va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. O Lord our God, we come before you at this place, at this time, because you have called us as your people to worship you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together not only be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, but may they challenge us in those places in our lives that need to be challenged. May they be comfort us in those places where we need comforting. May they affirm and encourage us in the places where we need affirmation and encouragement. And now, Lord God, I pray that you will hide me behind you because I know it is you whom they have come to hear. And the people of God said, amen. Here's the text. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments I give you this day are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build. Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide. Wells you did not dig. Vineyards and olive groves, you did not plant. And then, when you eat and are satisfied, remember, the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I want to begin with 
where I left off last week, and last week I ended with, it's important to focus not on the commandments so much as loving God, of wanting to be with God, wanting to please God, to know more about God. But that's also stipulated because it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. In other words, love God with everything you are, with everything you have in all aspects of your life, in every area of your life. Love God with your heart. What does that mean? Love God with all of your soul. What does that mean? Love God with all your strength. How do you do that? I believe and trust that when you all come to worship, you are here, you are on fire, you want to engage, you want to sing from your soul to God. And yet I know that um, sometimes what we do on Sunday mornings may not carry on very far uh, to uh, the rest of the week, but when we talk about all, it's not just Sunday. It's not just being here during this hour. It's all the week. It's what you do between Sundays outside this campus. One of the things that I've loved over the last 20 years is or 40 years, are singing songs, new songs, singing new songs to the Lord. And uh, one of those songs has a chorus that goes like this. I could sing of your love forever. You can join me. I can sing of your love forever. I will sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. And yet I know that if uh, there was a drone following us the rest of the week, you know, would we be doing this? Now, I know that uh, it's probably not true of this church. I mean, I just haven't, you know. But it's people of other churches that... that uh, uh, when they sing this song, they're actually, when you look at their lives, they're singing. Uh, you can take off that slide. I could sing of your love on Sunday. Only sing of your love on Sundays. I will sing of your love on Sunday. And this feeling is gone by Monday. Focus doing my job on Tuesday. So glad that it's hump day on Wednesday. So into myself on Thursday. Forget all about you by Friday. Savior, I don't need a savior. I'm busy living my life, busy living my life. Christmas, go to church on Christmas, and maybe Easter too, so my faith is renewed. 
surrender some I surrender some Jesus I will give you little I surrender Thanks for putting up with me on that. And I, I'm not pointing at anyone here. It's people in other churches, all right? I know that uh, Los Angeles Lakers are not uh, very well loved around here. But there was a great player not too long ago by the name of Kobe Bryant. And he said this. I mean, he was a great player. He said, greatness isn't just on the court. It's in everything you do. It's not just on Sunday. It's not just when you say your prayers and that. It is all the time. And one of my uh, professors, Dr. David Allen Hubbard, who was the president of Fuller for many years, uh, was asked by a friend of mine, he goes, do you, pray all the uh, do you pray all the time? He goes, yeah. In fact, I'm praying right now. I'm talking with us. Do we live a life that is full of faith? The text then goes on to say, these commandments I give you this day are to be upon your hearts. Shall be upon your hearts. What does that mean? I remember going to a conference once and uh, a friend of mine asked me, well, how many verses of the Bible have you memorized? And I'm thinking, all right, man, I'm a pastor. I should probably know about 3,242 of these. And uh, I, I'm thinking this is kind of a game. And, but actually, I understand how important memorizing Scripture can be. Because if you don't have the Word in front of you, it's really good to have it here. On the other hand, I am not particularly impressed by people who know 2,447 uh, verses. I shared last week about a woman who, you know, who went to Bible studies and was faithful at worship, and yet how badly she treated her daughter-in-law in a time of grief. The word had not become a part of her, has not become um, uh, who she is. Reminds me a little bit about coaching basketball. You love it and you hate it. Uh, there are good days and there are bad days. But um, one of the things I've learned is that they've been pretty much, players when they get to the varsity level can be very fundamentally unsound. And uh, so uh, they bring bad habits when they you know, start bouncing the ball about nine years old. And uh, they'll get, and the first thing they do is when they get the ball, here we go, is they just start bouncing the ball. And then they pick it up, and now they can't do anything. Really, the good habit is to get the ball, swing it to a three-threat position, see if there's a shot, if it's a good shot or not. 
If it's not a good shot, what you do is you look for a pass, hopefully for someone cutting to the rim. And if that's not there, then you can use your dribble to go out. But that's not the way it is. We want to automatically get into three th threat position and play. We don't want someone going to think doing this. Thank you, John. <laughs> get the ball and you go, hmm. What am I supposed to do? Oh, yeah, three threat position. It's too late by then. It's over. It's habits. What kind of habits do you have? They should be upon your heart. It should become second nature. It's what I do. And one of the things that I had to learn over a long period of time is that generally when I was younger, when I first became a believer, I would pray to God saying, I need your help. But it was after I did all these other things on my own. And then I go, you know, I look at that poster, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on and pray. That was my life for a long time. But now I've been walking with God long enough that I've worked hard so that the first thing I do is to go to prayer and invite God to be a part of this. What is your habit? What is your habit? And habits are important when you get into stress. As I, you know, I, I coached high school basketball. There was one year where we were 12 and 14. We should not have made the playoffs, but we qualified. And we had an away game at San Lorenzo High School. And I thought, they're going to just kill us. We're the seventh seed. They're the second seed. There's just no way we're going to win this game. Lo and behold, with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, we're up five with four minutes to go. I'm thinking, wow, this is a winnable game. And then they called timeout, and they came back out in a full court press, which is pressure, which is stress. And over the next four minutes, every bad habit we tried to get rid of showed itself, and we went from five up to losing by 15 in four minutes. But that's what happens under stress. What do you do? We revert to habits. And the question is, what kind of habits do we have? Are they good ones or are they bad ones? Are they godly ones or are they, I can do this on my own? The text reads, talk about them. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. If there is one thing that I would like for you to take away this morning, it would be this, that faith is a way of life. It's how we live our lives day to day. It's a continual conversation with God. Understanding that God is not only here in this place at this time, but is with us as we walk out to our cars. That God is there with us when we get in our cars. That God is with us as we drive home or out to lunch. God is there when we get to our homes. God is there when we go to bed at night. God is there when we wake up in the morning. 
Notice what the text says. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you live your life at home. When you go from place to place. When you lie down, go to sleep at night. When you wake up in the morning. Life becomes a little bit different if you not only know that, but begin to live life as if God is there and you begin this long conversation with, with him. One of my favorite people in the whole world It's a fictional character. His name is Tevier. Tevier from Fiddler on the Roof. He has this continual conversation with, with God. And let me just share a couple of things that he says to God. He is a poor milkman. And uh, God has blessed him with five daughters. And he, um, he um, lives in Anatevka, a small village in Russia. And here's one of the things he said in, uh, in that play movie. Dear God, did you have to send me news like that today of all days? I know, I know, we are the chosen people. But once in a while, can't you choose someone else? <laughs> here's another one. Dear God, and of course he has a horse and a wagon taking his milk product to his customers. And he says, dear God, was that necessary? Did you have to make him lame before the Sabbath? That wasn't nice. It's enough that you pick on me. Bless me with five daughters, a life of poverty. That's all right. But what do you have against my horse? One more. Sometimes I think when it gets too quiet up there, you say to yourself, what kind of mischief can I play on my friend Tevier? It may sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. After all, with your help, I'm starving to death. <laughs> oh, dear Lord, you made many, many poor people. I realize, of course, that it's no shame to be poor. But it isn't no great honor either. So what would be so terrible if I had just a small fortune? If I were a rich man, dig a dig a dum, dig a dig a deedle diddle dum. All day long I'd biddy biddy bum If I were a wealthy man <clears throat> I wouldn't have to work hard Dig-a-dig-a-dum Dig-a-dig-a-deedle-diddle-dum God who made the line and the land You decreed I should be what I am Would it spoil some great eternal plan If I were a well the man. Tevye is a very interesting person. 
I wouldn't want to trade places with him. I do not want to be poor. I do not want five daughters. I, do not, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to live in Anatanka. But there is a richness of his relationship with God that is his continuing conversation with God. I need that card. <laughs> what it means, if I'm to understand this correctly, it means that no matter what your situation, God is present. No matter where you are, God is present. No matter who you are, God is present. God is present with us at every second of the day. God continually works in front of us, around us, in us, and through us. If we will only open our eyes. And if we understand that God is with us and we begin this continual conversation with God, all of a sudden our eyes are open to see things we have not seen before. And you go, all oh, right, God is at work. This is good. Even in the worst of times, as we sung with it is well, God is with us and doing wonderful things in us. I've shared before a relationship I've developed with a man from Santa Rosa. His name is Janver. I'm hoping he will come and uh, uh, spend the morning with us. I had sent him a text not too long ago asking if August 6th or 14th is a good, good day for him to come here. And lo and behold, it turns out that he had an accident. He was putting in a, planting a lemon tree. There was a big old rock there. He th said he thought he got enough leverage, used his legs and, to roll it over, and he basically uh, crushed his back. Had to have surgery. So I... Um, I wrote him after surgery, and his wife replied saying, Hi, this is Jen. Surgery went well. Janver is finally pain-free. Spinal cord was crushed, and surgery was the right call. With physical therapy and change of lifestyle, things are looking brighter. And so I sent him a prayer. I said, May the Lord our God be with you in front of you to lead you, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to protect you, and in you not only to empower you all the days of your life, but to completely heal you. And Janvers, this guy who has established a number of relationships with men and spends his day as a retired person actually doing ministry. And then he writes back to me at that point, and he says this very interestingly. Thanks, Randy. The surgery has definitely slowed me down. I can't drive yet, and I'm not even on my feet very many hours a day, but definitely better than a week ago. A lot of my guys coming by here, funny story, 
But a guy came to Christ in my den last Friday morning. God is good. Here's a man who is suffering in the aftermath of a bad back, a crushed disc, and yet he's still seeing people. He's acutely aware of the God who is with him, and he sees God. And God, because of that, God does amazing things around him. What would happen in your life if you had the same approach to life? What if, once this service is over and you walk out that door, you began talking to God? It doesn't look weird because everyone's talking on a phone somewhere with their you know, little earbuds and you think they're crazy. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. But what if you were to leave this service and you began talking to God? Maybe in your head, that's okay. But have this conversation. What if you did that? What would you begin to see? What would you begin to notice? How would your life become enriched? Because of it. Yeah. Shall be upon your heart. Let God be upon your heart. Let God shape you and form the habits that are good to living life. Oh Lord of God. Thank you for this time to come to worship you, to hear your voice. And sometimes when we hear your voice, we really kind of don't like it. But if we will trust in it, Lord God, I pray that those things will become a part of our heart, will shape who we are, that we become better people and begin to live life more fully in joy, and in gratitude. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and the people of God said, Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.